Okay, black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, 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 I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black is black. black rims on this black, black wheels in this black, black wheel with this black bitch. Black, so black on black on black on black on black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, 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 I'm black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking all black, everything is black. black rims on this black, black wheels black, in this black, black wheel with this black on black, 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 black on black on black on black on Hey, what's up, you guys? It's the Black Show. You got your girl Queen Poetry here. Your girl J Bonnie Santana. What's going on? You got your boy Don Rico Styles. All right. How's everybody's week been going? I mean, everybody's week been all right, but I think I had the best week. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> I don't know. It's my birthday week. I don't know. <laughs> I had a great time last night at um Pinfolk for my boy's birthday. It was it was amazing. It was really amazing. I'm not gonna lie. I'm still a little hungover. <laughs> invite? <laughs> I didn't even plan to drink. And honestly, I don't really drink when I go out as much as I used to. Like it's kind of like a rule for me lately. <laughs> so you didn't plan to drink, but drink plan do. Basically, <laughs> basically, got you. So, I'll make a good use of this this new coffee maker right now. Yeah, <laughs> in your system. Exactly. I got freaking smoky smoke right here and, and coffee right here. I'm good to go. Oh yeah, that's a good old hangover <laughs> treatment right there. Exactly. But it was you guys' birthdays, both of you guys' birthdays. Yes, yes, it was, and it was amazing. Yes, it was actually it was really cool. I'm not even going to lie. Um, I enjoyed myself on my birthday. Yes, we went to this spot called Hook and Wheel. It's a Ooh. seafood spot. Oh, my God. I had the, I forgot what the freaking combo was called, but I had crab legs and shrimp and sausage and potatoes and they put they bring it out in this bag and it's like they shake up all of the seafood in the bag so all the sauce will get on everything then they present it it's so good and well seasoned oh my it's, it wasn't better than mine but it was still good <laughs> I think I ended up uh, grabbing like the same thing but I put my spice level to like the next level because I'm a daredevil I live on the edge so oh, it, it, was, it was amazing. Like the crab, it was just so amazing. It was like the shrimp. I couldn't get enough of it. It was just uh and I mean it was all it was truly like I think I posted on Facebook. I said, Man, this place not disappoint you, man. They really give you a bang for your buck. Like it's not even a game. It's like so much food you have no choice but to take your home with you. Yeah, like, I literally took it crazy. home. Whoa, ate it again at home, it. still had more left over, and ate some more the next day. Oh, no. Nah. Yeah, it's like, they place? literally give you a pound of everything. Like, me, I had the uh, shrimp, I had uh, potatoes, uh, boiled black eggs, uh, the black mussels and crab legs with corn. And then we went to Outbacks before we got there to the restaurant. We went to Outbacks <laughs> and grabbed some macaroni and cheese. But we had a side of macaroni and cheese. And then on top of that, the appetizer came out late. So we had the seafood boil sitting in front of us with calamari, with macaroni and cheese. Just, just yeah. all of this food sitting around us. We 
was just my, like, oh my god, like, and then and then my the, birthday like, was the centered around like, food, right? <laughs> and in the back, like, it's like um, it's like everything is like a pound each. Everything it weighs out to a pound. So you got the pound of shrimp, you got the pound of mussels, you got the it was, it was just. It was, oh my God. I mean, the waiters and the waitresses and the hosts and the people who work there. Oh, I made a new best friend there. I don't care. I took her inf- information and everything. <laughs> they are so dope and so friendly and embracing in there. It's like, I'm kind of just like, kind of like, I'm, I might have to go in there like once a week, twice a month type thing. <laughs> what? Nah, where is this place at? Because I'm, I'm a big seafood person, I only eat seafood mostly. It's in the Bronx. It's in the Bronx in Bay Plaza Mall. But yeah, that's okay. what we did with our birthday. All right. Sound like a good date place. Might have to take somebody on a date there. I know that's right. <laughs> or you can take yourself. That's always a Or you can take me. <laughs> you can take me. I'll go with you. <laughs> you can show me it was the best thing. I that, like listen, the really make sure you get the best I'm a really spicy too. person. Oh, yes. So we got to do a spicy challenge then, one of these days. We're yes. going to get the visual aspect together one of these days, you guys. Just give us time. Give us time. Definitely. That's, that would be great, actually. A spicy challenge? What? Like, um, what's that show? With the wings? With the, yeah, with the wings. <laughs> ah, first we feast. Oh, listen. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> Some seafood. We can make it happen. All right, so I'm gonna have to switch it up on y'all one time for the one time. Um, hmm. Y'all seen who's running for president this time around? Okay. Oh my god, you're not get me started with that. I don't think y'all want me to sit here all day when it comes to that. So I'm asking for clarity because I can't figure out who's who. Let me tell you something. One night I'm in here watching um Living Single. It's like mm-hmm. two AM. And I'm seeing a commercial with all these women on it. Right? I worked for Bloomberg for 33 years. Bloomberg. I worked for him for 22 years. He gives women opportunities. And I was like, wait, what? No. You didn't know he was running for president? I honestly did not know he was running for... I was so... I'm not going to lie to you. My my hatred... Or I shouldn't even say my hatred. Hatred is a strong word. Dislike. My disgust, my dislike, or disdain for, for the person that is, like, I guess, representing our country right now. I really... I had so focused in on him that I'm not even going to lie. I didn't even realize that this other... Snake was growing in the grass, you know. For all of you who don't know who's not who's listening outside of New York, because we have listeners that don't live in New York. Okay. Mike Bloomberg. Yes, Mike Bloomberg used to be our mayor where he terrorized the hell out of us uh stop during that era of yes, the stopping press and tried to turn New York State into a no probable cause. He ID just wanted it to be where police can bother people for whatever reason without any probable cause, and he was okay with that. And he wants to run our country when he could barely run New York. Yet, no, no, okay, no. Right. 
So, you know, it's it's interesting. It's funny to me that he would actually put in a ballot where he know for sure. I mean, even now in the polls, how I really look at it, like in the percentage percentile that he's on with the amount of Democrats that he got on his side, you know, doing a little research on that, it was kind of funny to me. I think he got like, what, 9% of, Demo- of the Democrats within the country that's like actually going for him? That's because nobody He is a nobody. Mm-hmm. We do not want you running our country, a state. We don't oh, want sorry. you running I'm, from I, his I, I'm sorry. To correct myself, he, he, he has 8% of the Democratic support. Damn, listen, that's good. That's actually not good. You sh- he should have 0%, but 8% is better than higher than that. So I'll keep it low. If he goes higher than 8%, it's a problem for me. Definitely. Um, well, it's going to definitely be low. And it may end up spiking because Miss um, Warren, she actually suspended her campaign. And Miss yeah. Warren, she is at a 10%. She has 10% of the Democratic uh, support. It's gonna, I believe it is going to go up some more. I do think it is going to go up some more just because when people see him they know that he can handle himself though like it's kind of it's it's gonna sound funny but it's kind of like a democratic more like tamed mouth trump <laughs> basically because he has his own money he has his own resources technically he doesn't really need to go to certain people to be like listen i need your help <laughs> yeah like he can actually afford to buy help like <laughs> he can he can afford to buy shit, to buy, books, to buy stuff like that. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's like saying that he was just going to buy his way straight into the White House. No, no, I'm and... not saying they're going to get all the way there. I just said that it would go up a little bit. He better not make it there. He make it there, America, this is your president, not mine. He is the same as Trump, okay? That's your well, president. Trump is going to get spanked anyway for the simple fact that matter that. Trump is over here trying to run again and he's trying to get black votes now. So he decided to throw woke on a shirt yeah, and black people for Trump that. and thought that he was going to get our votes. We know you don't like us, Trump. Just because you change your mind for votes don't mean that we're just going to vote for you. Anyone who votes for Trump is a coon and a fool. Why would you vote for someone who outwardly said he does not like your race and because he needs you and your vote to keep him in his office he's going to try to conform to whatever ways he know he can reel you in don't be a fool yeah but here we are here we are because we are in what this is march right you know mm-hmm. as soon as march ends it's a very the next three months is a well the next four months is together and then here we back be in election time. So, so it's like it's it's high time right now. Like Bernie, oh man, vote Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and what's so well, about this? Someone was telling me. What you gonna I'm say? Sorry, go, ahead. go ahead, go ahead, babe. I was going to say what's so sad about this whole political thing is like 
many people could tell you many things, right? They can they could all tell you right now, like I'm gonna be on your side, I'm gonna do this down the third. But the sad part about it is, like, with that position, how much power do you really have? First off, and then second, it's like if you do, if you can just make the moves, or just you gonna just make the moves. Are you gonna make the right moves? Like, <laughs> is our community no. gonna demand that from our president anyway? <laughs> like, I'm waiting for the day when the community decides to demand more from the president anyway and decide to band together to start demanding more and getting uh, outcome and not just running their mouth. I'm waiting. It's like, it's so many things that go into it, but Don, what was you gonna, what was your input? Um. Well, I was just gonna go readings on you know, who has what support and where. Uh, oh. So basically, Biden is leading at 32%. Sandy Sanders is trailing not too far behind, well, far, but, you know, not too far is at 15%. Uh, oh. Miss Elizabeth Warren is at 10%. Bugatin is at 9%. And Bloomberg is at 8%. And with that being said, I mean, everyone is mainly leaning on Sanders and Biden. Warren, not so much because, I mean, even though she is a bulldog when it comes down to politics and someone who's done served the the Constitution for decades beyond decades, I think she was serving the Constitution before George Washington and them wrote it, you know? So oh, um, <laughs> she all that bitch is old. <laughs> that white lady old. She had like 50 heart transplants, three brain transplants, all that. That's what she old. But she's not like so, a writer. I don't know what the hell she is. She a witch or something, but she old. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so mainly that's what we're looking at. But, you know, I'm more concerned on who would be the better choice, the better candidate uh, between. Joe Biden, even though he is our former vice president of the United States, but even as his during the term of him serving as VP of the United States of America, how much is it that you really heard that Joe Biden has done for this country? Then we go with Sanders, a person who has started out from becoming a neighborhood congressman to becoming a senator. And, you know, someone who's been serving the Senate and the Constitution for decades beyond decades as well. Um, so now it's just more or less like my concerns is who do we think is going to be the better choice? Joe Biden stands for basically what Obama was trying to deliver with a twist of certain things. And it's kind of funny because Barack Obama didn't even want to endorse Joe Biden which was funny to me, and he yet instead chose to endorse Bernie Sanders. Because Joe Biden is still a creep. Regardless, he has some scandals and scams under his belt, and um, Bernie Sanders had the same message since he was an activist back in the day. He's had the same message all his life. It hasn't changed. He's That's who he is. But how 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 good do you think it would be? Because Bernie Sanders become president. When he's sworn into office to become president of the United States, he would be 80 years old. He would be considered the oldest president in American history. And you know white people really don't live too long after that. 
He got money to so, get a new heart transplant. Bernie Sanders, get a heart transplant if your heart is messed up. Whatever that you need, man. I need you to stay in office. I mean, I think he's going to do an amazing job for one. Him and Biden wants to legalize marijuana all throughout all 50 states. And That's he wants amazing. to make school free. Yes. Um, yes. Sanders wants I to make school free. But Warren, Warren uh, Elizabeth Warren also wants to do the same thing. What she wants to do is she wants all college loans to be forgiven and everything wiped out completely, 100%. Nobody owes nothing. Everybody starts over fresh, 100%. That's also what Bernie Sanders said. Then Bernie Sanders have this tax plan that it's supposed to help not the middle class, not the high class, but the low class. It's supposed to bring the low class up. I know that's right. Yeah. See, and y'all voting for all these other people for what? And then with that being said is Bernie Sanders wants to try to make amends with the foreign countries that we definitely do have problems and issues with, such as little rocking man country. Obama was working his hardest to try to get amends made between the two countries, so we ain't never got to really worry about going to war. Everybody become allies and stuff. And that's another thing that I really want to say. And I'm, I don't mean to show you up a topic real quick, but my question is, why is it that we all fighting against one another, right? But say like some alien invasion should end up going down and happening. Is that when everybody gonna want to decide to stop beefing with one another to start popping off on some aliens? Like, well, I gotta take something something so dramatic and so drastic in order for for us to come together and stop beefing with each other and, and stop going crazy against and, and I, I don't know how to say it, but just basically stop beefing with one another. Honestly, it, I'm, it's sad to say, but even if that did happen, I would love to see how people would really act because joining together with, with most of these end of the world apocalypse movie, that seemed like the shit we don't do. We actually do the total opposite. We just freak out mm-hmm. and end up just die. <laughs> race completely because they're too stupid to come together and put all your nukes and weapons together to kill an alien so we can get our Earth back. Word. And usually the people that already kind of sort of had an idea had enough money to get the fuck up out of here already. They was already Excuse me. Hmm? No. Um, so who would you be voting for if you don't mind me asking? Well, that's with the ladies first. Oh, right. Crap. I mean, right now, of course, I'm leaning towards Bernie, but what he said is true about the 80 years old thing, because even though I'm leaning against him, or we are, this is a nation that like an able-bodied or what seems like to be an able-bodied man. But let's just keep it a buck. All of these people are not young. I about to say they all old as hell. They all old as hell. So I would, I, I would at least, huh? They piss and dirt. Yeah. So I would at least that if this man has been talking about the same thing for all these years, I want to see him have a shot at actually making that shit happen. Exactly. 
Like that's I why really I say, want to see that. That's why I say Bernie Sanders is black because he's been shut out his whole life from this one damn opportunity. Every time he try, he gets smacked down. He ain't he ain't fully black. He ain't got all the rights, but you know, <laughs> he, he got some. He doesn't. He, when you chain yourself to a black queen to make sure she don't get harmed and a freaking midst of uh, a battle between colors, that's when we know that you're really for us because he could have died then with her. Facts. That is facts. So, about, I, vote, yeah. I vote for Bernie. All right. I mean, um, I mean, that's, that's, that's definitely true. My thing is, you know, I'm in the power struggle between Biden and Sanders, um, mainly because Sanders has like this uh, uh, thing about him that I really, how can I say it? it? He has this thing about him that that makes me want to lean on him more because of the simple fact that matter of his age and with age always come wisdom and with wisdom come with knowledge. You can't, you can't put knowledge next to or his age, his knowledge and his wisdom next to Joe Biden because, yeah, Biden may be 60, 70 years old or whatever but at the end of the day, this man you know, been doing way more than Biden, way before Biden, way longer than Biden, know the ins and the outs been sat in almost every seat there is. So if a person, if I'm going to trust a person with the Constitution to actually lean over me and, and be able to actually say, hey, listen, I think this is the best route for our country and this is the best thing for our country, it's going to be Sanders. I don't think, I think Biden try to use the office for his own personal gain, as well as what Trump is doing. I'm sorry? I said you and I both. I think the same right. thing. I think Biden, as much as I like Biden, I like Biden because he was cute when he was um up there with Obama. He was like his little groupie. But yeah. I'm like, as far as him per se, I don't know if I can trust him. He already got enough going on that he's been, you know, caught up in scandals. Uh, You're not even the president already and you already got scandals going. Who wants you in the office? Right. But then that all goes to lean back on how how much are we really, really willing to get Trump out of the office? Like, who do you think is going to be worse, Trump or Biden? We really don't know much of Biden. All of his term of being senator, governor. I'm sorry, he was never a senator. He was a governor. Then he made it to VP. So I'm wait. No, he was a senator. I lied. He was a senator. But from governor to senator to vice president now to running for president. You know, we don't really know much of his policies. Like, how much laws did he really come to the table with and say, hey, I think that we can do this? Like, how much has he really done for the Black community? What has he really done for the Black community? When was the last time we ever seen, like, a real Biden campaign, a Biden uh, uh, organization doing something for the Black community? We only know Biden. Biden only got the clout off of Barack Obama. Period. Because if it wasn't for Barack Obama, nobody would know who the fuck a Joseph Biden is. Yeah, that's facts. It's not even that. This man has the nerve to get up there and go, oh, um, oh, poor people are are important too, not just white people. So you consider all black people poor people? Anybody that's not white poor people? Seriously? Exactly. And, uh, and I mean, like, the, it's just the way that 
that if you hear and you listen to them, how they speak, some of their debates, um, when they hold in their rallies and stuff like that. Like, first of all, if you ever listen to a Trump rally, it's just like you're, it feels like you're sitting in the middle of a pre-K class with three different children trying to tell you a story at one time. And that's all coming from one person. That's Donald Trump alone. But if you actually look at things like, like if you really look at it, like Sanders is more in tune with the black community because he knows what we want. He knows what we need and he knows what we deserve. He knows what was taken away from us and all of that good stuff. On low key, I think Sanders began dick sucked by a black chick, but oh it's whatever. Nah, but no, seriously, like when I say I would trust my, I would trust the constitution that I live by and that I represent, I will trust that constitution in the hands of Bernie Sanders because he is the most qualified person for it. I know that's and that's just my, my just my take on it. That is true. And it's like, it's almost kind of like poetic, like bridging a gap because what you said is true. Like, he has actually been there to yep. see it. Like, he actually was there to see it, live it, go through it. So it's like, when you making your changes now, you're not saying it synthetically. You're really saying it because you was really fucking there. Yep. And you really want right. to change shit because you was fucking there. And I you know see what it's you like. fucking there. So I can actually trust that maybe you might be telling the truth because so many years the president's not telling me the truth or candidates not telling me the truth. I could look at you and say, maybe you just about about it. And that's I- exactly how I feel. Like you was with me, but, fighting, you know, you was with me shooting in the gym. That, <laughs> but that, that's, wow. that's and, and that's one of the main reasons why, in some some aspect, I do respect Donald Trump. I respect him because of the simple fact of the matter that, again, I said this last time, he's not afraid to sit there and put it on the table. He's not afraid to say it. He he just say it like he say it how it needs to be said. I'm sorry, he doesn't say it how it needs to be said. He say it how. <laughs> Wants to, how he wants to say it other than how it needs to be said but but for the people who analyze what other people say can basically grasp as towards what the fuck he is trying to say you feel me like like for years we've been asking if is there any aliens and shit and then out of nowhere all of a sudden this motherfucker want to make a space force what you need a space force for if there's no extraterrestrials beyond us <laughs> what do you need a space force for? Who you shooting at? Moon rocks? Uh-uh. They you shooting up on the planets because he, he's a terrorist. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's just still, to me, it's still, it's still the thing of I trust Sanders with it. Let's get Trump out the damn office. We failed at impeaching his ass because we already knew we that shit really was going to be did. I, I still... How, I though? I'm surprised, but still... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was going to be rigged because because of the simple fact of the matter that he is a person that come that that came into the office who was never a politician. You got to remember, he has never held a seat in office ever. The only seat he ever held was in Trump Tower or on The Apprentice. Period. So, with that being said, he's a businessman, and that's what they needed. 
They needed a businessman. Okay, we got the negotiator in here. The negotiator negotiated everything. Now we need the businessman to come in and say, "All right, we worked with y'all niggas with this. Ah, 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 ah. Now let's get this shit going like this, or it's going to be this kind of problem." You feel me? So, with that being said, I think right now it's just steps and method that the government itself is putting into place to to do what needs to be done. Obama was the cleanup. He was a cleanup. He was a negotiator with the other countries. Got us access back to Cuba and all of that stuff. He was the, the negotiator. Every time you turned around, Barack Obama was in another country somewhere talking to somebody's prime minister, talking to somebody's president, or talking to somebody mass terrorist negotiating some shit. Period. So, with that being said, because we all know black people is the only people who can really talk shit over smooth and make niggas come to sense in terms. All these white motherfuckers, the only thing they want to do is be like, you cunt liquor, you fucking <laughs> cocksucker. Like, that's all these white people want to do. If, you know, if this shit don't go their way, but you know how black people are. We come up with a plan, and then behind that plan, we got another plan. In case that plan fail as well, we have another plan. So yeah. this is why they brought him in. He's an intelligent young black man. This motherfucker got the gift for gap for one. He is smooth as shit. You think they really was going to let some shit like that pass? This motherfucker is one of the smoothest leaders in the motherfucking world. This nigga woke up into this motherfucking, uh, 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 what is that, the World Union or whatever, woke up into that bitch, the flyest motherfucker in there, smooth as shit with the baddest bitch on his arm. Come on now. America needed that. We needed that pick me up one time for the one time. Yeah, we needed that difference because we were so fucking tired of the shit we was going through. And right. it's like this nigga look different. Like I need some different. Like I'ma talk I'ma listen to him because he don't look like this fucking crumpled up white guy like the rest of these niggas. So I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what this nigga talking about. Right. All right, yeah, we've been on this topic for a little minute. Yes, exes stay friends. I definitely want to talk about this because I find this comes up a lot, you know, and I started dating lately and the um the person I was talking to said that their ex had called them for like closure or some shit like that. And I was just like, I've never really been the person that needed closure. I just and I noticed that him. from a lot of my friends, especially like the women friends, like they be needing closure. And I just be like, nah, like if we not together no more, I don't kind of know you. That's right. Or to a sense. Yeah, I feel like there's different levels to shit though. Like if I was your friend already, like exactly. we were already friends and it didn't work out. Like it wasn't like you fucking cheated on me, my other best friend or some crazy shit like that. Like it just didn't work out. I could be like you yeah we could be friends whatever but I just don't feel like I have a need to stay friends with somebody I for one never had kids with nothing that fucked me over like why are you gonna be a good friend now so I would like to know what you guys feel about this well I will honestly say that I have a lot of friends that are exes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you you would be a good person <laughs> to bounce this off I look literally go through my Facebook and a lot of them I'm like, that's my ex. Yeah, that's my ex. Yeah, that's my ex. But we're cool because we came to the understanding that just like you said, we didn't work. 
a lot of the times, not even a lot of the times, every time me and anyone has ever broken up, I've never been broken up with. Sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I've never been broken up with. I'm the one who's always doing a breaking up. And every time we usually broke up, we usually talk things over after or, you know, talk it over through the breakup. And we realize we're still really cool as friends. We just didn't work as girlfriend and boyfriend because right now, I want someone who's going to be monogamous to me and you want to be a hoe. So go that way and let me go live my life. But we can be friends. And it's like the only time that it starts becoming a problem for me is when they want to cross that friend boundary again. Like It's like, okay, you had your chance. You killed it. Go back where you came from. Yeah, and we talk. Yeah, fine. everything's cool and we're bonding. But that doesn't mean that you get a chance to now try to get back at it. And I don't feel like I've ever been in a situation where I've had, you know what? I'm lying. Because I'm going out with women. I'm going out with women. Me too. Like, I'm going out with mostly women most of my life. Me too. You're so stupid. And for for the most part, I've stayed friends with some, but it's never been the same as when I've tried to stay friends with the guys. The guys are never really your friends afterwards. It's like, maybe there's one or two that... That's like, you know, I'm not going to say all men are all this or whatever the case may be. But most of the time, I don't feel like you really trying to be my friend after we didn't work out. I still feel you're like trying to keep still, me around the fuck. Yeah, you're trying to stay around and see if you still have access. Like, I don't really feel like you're my friend. Yeah, I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> That's partially why I'm and any of my my friends that I dated that's listening. If the shoe f- apply, wear it. I mean, if the shoe uh, fit, wear it. If it don't, let it fly. Have it a damn saying. Shut your ass up if it don't mean you. Okay, shut up. Thank you. But I realized there was a lot of my exes after a while. Some of them are in relationships. Some of them are married. All of that. It's like they got a whole hell of a lot going on. Got kids, baby mamas, all of that after we done got together. And they tried to get back with me after. And if they haven't noticed, one thing that I started doing is I'll ghost you in a heartbeat I don't feel like having to always explain why I don't want to have to talk to you you should know the boundaries that are set there because from the very beginning of us deciding to stay friends I put my boundaries out there okay I don't mind being your friend but friend stuff only if it's outside of friend stuff it's a problem for me okay and once it goes outside of friend stuff I start making the cuts I don't care the only people I need in my life, I need in my life, are my family. And I'm talking about the people who I consider family. Other than that, I don't care. Facts. So, what, as a um, the only male on the line, let's. How do you feel about friends, exes? How do you feel about this? Well, um, I I agree as to what poetry was saying, I definitely do have um, some female friends who are exes, and they are, like, dope friends. Um, mm-hmm. Other than mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, some of them, you know, she knows. Um, they're real dope supportive. They know what their position is, so it's never a conversation that needs to be had, as in towards, you know, me having to Feel I need to tell them to watch their boundaries. Like I'm not even going to lie, you know. Um, it's been times where I overstepped my boundaries, 
and push the ex that was just on trying to be a friend to try to be something a little more than that. You know, I've done that in the that's past. That's a man thing. That's why. And that's why. I so, and that's why, that's why I said I can agree with poetry because, and I could agree with you as well, Jay, because of the fact that, you know, I definitely do agree that sometimes, you know, exes, as me being a guy, we do try to keep our ex-female around, even though if we're, you know, off to look for the next thing or whatever, we still do try to keep you around for the hope and the sake that we can get some more from you and then that be changing your mind where you like, okay, you know what, I think I want to, you know, get back with you type shit. As a game, a cat and mouse, you know, as sad as it sounds, but that's just how it is. And has admitted that on air. Yeah. <laughs> But I also think it's this too. I don't really get back with people. Like it's very rare I get back with people too. Like if I'm break up yes. with you, we done. We never. I never see you. Most, they, yo, I swear to God, <laughs> I dated this dude a couple years ago, and he found me on Facebook, and he hit me up, and he literally said, "Yo, you dropped off the face of the planet," and yep. I was like, "Yeah." Like once, once I don't. Once we're not together no more, I swear, like, my friends know this. Literally, out my phone, there's no pictures, there's no, there's no fucking traits that we was ever actually together. As far as I'm concerned, I have no exes. She got wise. Why did I date you? <laughs> Basically. Not, not for nothing, it's the same lie. here. But I'm not gonna lie. I do have two exes that we were really cool before we actually dated and they're both girls like they're both girls and we work together now like on certain projects but even with them it's never felt like that and I tried to be friends with somebody I was like dated years ago almost 10 years ago and I swear within two months of the friendship I was like yeah nah this is nah (laughs) this is not gonna work out that's like literally me from... with all my friends, basically. What'd you say? That's me with all of the friends that I have that are exes on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. Sorry. All my friends that I have on Facebook that I'm still, like, that I used to date, but I'm still friends with, it's, like, slowly but surely. It's, like, they're all just, like, slowly being ghosted, and I don't talk to them, and they're getting finding themselves off my fa- Facebook because I'm, like, it's to the point where it's, like, why can't you just be friends with a female without always trying to push up on? Why can't you just have a platonic relationship without trying to get the pussy? Why we can't just sit, chill, smoke, and watch TV? Why we can't sit, chill, smoke, and watch a basketball game? Sit, chill, drink a, a you know a glass of wine or some henny or whatever the hell mm-hmm. floats your boat, and you know just relax and enjoy each other's mm-hmm. presence and each other's company. Why can't we do that instead of just? Because dudes never really had the intention on doing that. If a dude is going to invite you over to your, if a dude going to invite you over to his crib, or he going to want to try to invite himself over to his crib, the only thing that's running through his mind while he's on his way there and before he even gets there, before he even leaves his house, is in what way is it that he can convince you to give him some pussy? That's that is the main reason why a dude would be so interested in like, oh yeah, let's just hang out and let's just chill. If the nigga is not 100% full blown, you see him making out with a dude wearing a dress with makeup on and long hair type shit. I mean, 
no nigga is really gonna be hundred percent genuine like that. You do, you do. I'm not gonna take it away from every nigga, but you do have some dudes who are genuine like that. But th- this new day and age, because of the simple fact of the matter that we grew up off the early two thousand music, the late nine, the late nineties music, and everything like that, everything like that. And the only thing that is spoke on in that music was basically of how to fuck a female, how to try to get into her pants. It was just only a lesson book of how we can try to fuck y'all. That's the only thing that the music is teaching us and the music is teaching you females to be wise and, and, and to be wise and to um move forward and 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 not yeah, be caught up in the bullshit the that the niggas yeah, not be caught up in the bullshit that the niggas is doing. That's only because that starts from childhood. Like, boys are raised different. Y'all allowed to do whatever the hell y'all want, and y'all barely get any consequence. But a female could literally stay out five minutes late, and she got to be kicked out and have all these extra problems at home. And I don't understand how they expect y'all to be efficient civilians and, you know, people on this earth and be productive people on this earth when... Nobody ever really raises the men. They just throw them out there and let them experience life for themselves. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, they're not even really raising the, the little girls neither. They're just telling them to always be scared or or like <laughs> always just be protective. It's like, I have they to be should... hard. I don't even get to be soft. I don't even get yeah, to exactly. be like... Well, I, the new, the new mother... Right now... The new mothers this day and age is still strippers. They are still trying to get in the clubs. You know, these new mothers this day and age, they still fresh out of high school. They didn't even graduate high school just as of yet. Like it's and it's that like home starts in the home. Right. And and it's like it's like, you know, we're repeating our last generation over with this generation. And it's just like to the point of, okay. Who's actually raising their children right nowadays? Because before then, it was like, you know, a parent could look at you and you already knew you was about to get your ass bust. But nowadays, it's like a parent look at you and a little nigga turn back and be like, what the fuck are you looking at? Like, type shit. With now, like, the parents are scared of the children. Why? First of you know, all, I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm like, why? Because of the simple fact that, like, Y'all afraid because somebody sitting there keep talking about some ACS this, ACS that, yada, 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 so forth and so on. Okay, ACS, then y'all sit there and y'all want to talk, then you come and get this motherfucker. Being that this nigga want to sit here and act a fool and y'all telling me I can't put my hands on him, then you come get him. You come let this motherfucker live in your house, break up your shit, sell your shit for whatever type of, and they need to be it to be sold for whatever that needs to happen. You come get this motherfucker. If you can sit here telling me that I can't put my hands on it, I guarantee you 12 hours into having this nigga, you're going to want to break this child's jaw. Two hours into having my oldest, she, you're going to bring her back. She talk a mile a minute. I'm so, it's, like, it's not even just that neither too because it's like a lot of the time like, alright, for instance we're, at hmm? we're, we're I feel I'm sorry to cut you off, Jay, but I mm-hmm. feel that like we're at a loss because damn if we do, damn if we don't. We don't we don't chastise our children like how we know how to chastise our children so they can be able to have that type of motivation and that structure within their life. 
we get ACS called on us, charges being pressed up against us, and this and that, so forth, so on. If we do, if we if we don't chastise, I think I said don't already, but I meant do. Mm. But if we don't chastise the child, or, um, um, if we don't, then the child grows up to be a terror, a robber, a murderer, a killer, a gangbanger, and then they sit there and say, oh, where was the parents at? Where was the parents at? The parents was at home trying to figure out how I could whip my child's ass without ACS being called type shit. I you know what I mean? Like, it's, it, yes, you are right with the damn if you do, damn if you don't thing. But as somebody that used to, I never got beat by my, my actual mom, but as somebody that used to get beat by other people in their family, I can tell you right now, that don't stop you from being no fucking criminal. At I was all. just about the to say that. In fact, it makes you a better thing. one. Because, <laughs> because you, start, you, you start getting <laughs> used to it. I get used to the beatings. That'd be all right. My mama done beat me into shape, literally. I can take a good hit now. Like now I can now I know it's how to the, get beat down. The In real fact, problem now I'm looking to get beat down because at home I was taught that that's how love is dealt out. Exactly. It's it's not even about the whole oh damn if you do damn if you don't know regardless whether you decide to raise your kids and everything only you know how to properly tend to your kid cuz every child is different for one. So there is no wrong way or right way to parent a kid because nobody has a damn manual. I have four kids and all four of them are different. And I got to literally deal with, deal with and tend to each and every last one of them in different ways. One kid, I can't raise my voice too high or she starts screaming. The other one, I have to raise my voice loud enough because she's running her mouth so much, she can't hear anyone talking over her over her own speaking. Then the two smallest, I have to deal with them two different as well. Like, it starts in the home, and it's, all, it's up to whoever the parent is. For one, if you know that you are not capable of properly taking care of this child, don't have it. If you're not, if you're against abortion, give that baby up for adoption. There's so many women out here and men out here who actually want to love and take care of a child and can't because their body will not allow them. Give it to them versus having this child grow up struggling and in turmoil, hating themselves and everyone around them because of the upbringing they had versus you just doing what the fuck you were supposed to from the beginning for this child. Yeah. That's the government going to have to chastise your child if you learn how to communicate with your child instead of beating them all the time. Let your child know when things that they're doing is wrong. Discipline them in other ways. Take away privileges. All this stuff. Listen, I went to a parenting class and everything. In all honesty, I've had to do all this stuff because it was like it was a lot that was going on. And I know firsthand a lot of the serious stuff behind the ACS and everything because I know I've, I've experienced it. And I'm like, it gets to a point where you're too afraid to even take care of your own child. Yeah. I was afraid to even yell at my kids because my kids knew I could call ACS because the school said it out loud in front of them. And when your kid gets that mindset, it starts to become hard to deal with them because now they feel like that everything is free game. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Listen, at the end of the day, your child ain't gonna ever get a chance to call ACS if they can't get to a goddamn phone. Beat that ass. 
I didn't say abuse them. I said chastise them. And that's only if it gets that bad. But it should never get that bad because you, from the beginning, are supposed to teach your child about communication and properly communicate with them so they know how to deal with just communication instead of just physical um, physical. And beatings. that's what I was going to say. Like, you got to actually know them. A lot of people don't know their kids at all. I know mine. Like, don't they all they do most of the time is they sit up in front of these these networks and these TVs and these things and then when they turn around and they see certain people acting a certain way they're like oh my gosh why are you doing this you're a role model for my kid nah you supposed to be the role model for your kid you that's exactly right TV all day and now first that of all to act out <laughs> I have a, a person in my daughter's school I had to have a meeting with the young lady she her son her son mind you Listen to what I'm saying. Her son kicked my daughter in the Whoa. stomach. So wait, you and said her daughter? Her son. Yes, he was a daughter because he was a bitch for doing something like that. But here's the thing, right? I, being the mother I am, I am very protective of my kids. You know, the mother that you see where all the kid got to say is, mom, somebody hit me and they put Vaseline on their face. Yeah, I'm that parent. I don't even, like, I'm not even going to lie when it comes to my kids. I don't even think twice. I just start fighting. So... When my, my, my five-year-old daughter, who is usually the love of her classroom, tells me that someone kicked her in the stomach so bad that she couldn't breathe and she's been in pain for a week, I have to now go up to the school and handle this. I go to the school. I'm talking to the kid like, listen, I don't understand what your parents got going on at home, but you need to tell your mother to come up here ASAP because I need to talk to her. Because if I talk to you, your, your parents going to want to fight me next. What I ended up having to do was have the school schedule a meeting. When it came to the point, I found out that that little boy was watching his father abuse his mother in the same wow. exact manner. And I had to remind myself that, okay, yes, this may be a child. Yes, he may be doing fucked up things, but it started at home. Because his father didn't give a fuck enough about his mother and him to fucking treat them properly. And his mother didn't have the strength to fucking get the fuck up and walk away. So now you have this child who's damaged and starting to follow in the footsteps of his father who's emanating all these examples to my child, wrong child. This is where it starts becoming a problem for the community because now not only is it a problem for your child because I'm going to beat your child's ass if they keep keep putting hands on my my kid, but now I have to fight you as well. Sorry. There's no no, uh, boundaries on that. Anyone can get it when it comes to my kid. So all of this drama starts to transpire and now you got people going to jail, people going to the hospital, people dying over senselessness when all you had to do was make sure that you raised your kid properly at home so that when you sent your kid out into that world, they're a proper example of representation of who you are and what it is you taught them. And they go and emanate that positivity out into the world instead of being a hellion like most of the kids in my damn neighborhood. This is fun. All right. But yeah. That that's a that's a different topic. My only yeah. thing is here's one thing I want to ask. Can someone explain to me why, yeah, on God's green earth is it that women, especially black women, are I'm sorry you guys, I got my son in my office. Oh, when <laughs> black women especially are always seen as aggressive, always seen as um, 
problematic, too bossy, too. It's like everything is a problem when they're trying to accomplish something. Like me being assertive is being a problem. You call it as uh, aggressive. Me being a leader in the household makes you feel like I'm being bossy. Me telling you the truth and making you have to deal with your truth is me being difficult. Me. Well, it doesn't even go so far. It goes even further than that because yeah. feeling this way has not only fucked us up in so much ways that we still overcame. Shout out to us, That's honestly. That's but it. if you notice, like I remember, I was reading this this article on how the the mortality rate, I believe, mm-hmm. of black women in like pregnancy and delivering and labor and everything and it was so sad because there were certain articles where people felt like black women had higher tolerances for pain so they weren't listening to them fast enough and women were dying but women were still dying I about to say they're still dying and I'm like, because of this one thing, like people will think that, oh yeah, attitude, like that doesn't matter. Like if people think this about you, this and third. And don't get me wrong, do you, regardless of what fucking people think, that will always That's be right. that. But look at how damaging that is. Because of a whole bunch of people feeling like because you are this woman, like, oh, nothing can hold you down. People you not only use you for that when it's time when the time comes. But they pile a lot on your queen. You for that same thing when the time comes. Your strength, you be all right, you're strong. My strength should never be a reason that you choose to mistreat me because you feel I can take it. And that's all that's I've that done. Is, that is absolutely positively true. It's like a lot of the times, and, and how, how often is it that when we in our communities alone, black communities alone, we see the black women, the mothers are taking care of an entire household all on their own. And if they open their mouth to complain to the man about anything, it's a problem for the man. Oh, you're too this, you're too that, you're too... Why is it that when she decides to demand you to do your part in life, you have a problem and now you want to label her as something negative instead of taking the actual responsibility where it's supposed to be on your damn self and labeling yourself as lazy? or labeling yourself as problematic or whatever issue it is that you're dealing with that's, got, that's causing you to sit here and try to douse this woman for being as great as she is because you can't handle her at 100%. But even if you can't handle her at 100%, what makes you... I will never understand, like, maybe because I'm not a man or whatever, but I don't understand how you can literally... All right, I'm with you, whatever the case may be, have a whole child, come to see the child because men will come and see the child once a year, whatever the case may be. No, there's a whole person down the block that is a part of you and say to yourself that the person that's actually taking care of the person that came from you also is asking for too much. Oh, that's nothing. My, My oldest daughter, as I have no problem telling anyone, that's my daughter from a previous relationship. Her father, her biological father, he told me straight the hell up that because he couldn't have me, he didn't want to take care of his kid. And he calls me Illuminati and tells me I'm a deadbeat when here's the thing. 
I have solely taken care of this child by myself her entire life. You have done nothing but bought one box of diapers and three outfits since the day she was born. And a and, hamburger. And oh, I'm sorry, and a cheeseburger. <laughs> Dang. And you have the nerves. There was a time where, where before I met my husband, where we, my daughter and I were starving. I had no money. I just spent all my money on bills. I had literally zero dollars to my name. I called him and asked him for $25 for the week just to feed my daughter, not even myself. This man told me, whatever my daughter needs come from my nuts. Please fucking explain to me how the fuck my daughter's supposed to suck your dick and survive. That's so fucking disrespectful. But yet I'm the disrespectful one. I'm the I'm the deadbeat. But yet these are the things that you think and feel when it comes to your child who came from your sack, as you said. But yet y'all bashing women for requiring you to be a father. Now, the only time I have a problem with it is if he tells you straight up from jump that he don't want it, you can't really expect it because he's telling you he's not going to be there. So that's you now have the choice to either choose to continue to keep this baby's life going. Yes, it's going to be hard being a single parent, but at the end of the day, you already know what it is. There's a lot of single parents out here. If the parent don't want to be there, it's not going to happen. Suck it up. Move on. Do what you got to do. But if you're not going to keep it, let that go because trust me, you do not want to be tied to somebody who you can't get rid of. I swear to God, if I can get rid of that man, I would. That's true. That all, and, and I'm just going to piggyback, Jay. I'm not sure if there's something that you have to say, by the way. I'm baking the cake right now as I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to pick this up on Instagram or whatever because I started to drink a little bit. You know, so I'm feeling a little nice right now, so I'm baking the cake. So, with that being said, um, I want to piggyback up off of what she was saying with that being said. Yeah, you know, dudes need to take a responsibility in that animal, but it's not only dudes that's out there who was also like that. You know, in my case, I have my baby mother who, because of the situation matter that, I refused to be with her. She tried everything in her power to get back with me. Every time she would come around me, she would try to make sexual advances towards me, you know, in front of um, my relationship that I had then, that I was having then. You know, she, um, she, she tried to um, basically do everything to try to sabotage that. And then, like, the crazy thing about it is she wasn't taking care of the child, my daughter, anything like that at all. She would tell everybody that I was a deadbeat, but wasn't telling everyone the truth as into the fact that she wasn't trying to allow me to be there in my child's life when I was fighting to see my child all the time. Every time my child needed something, I was always there for her, always giving to her everything. And her main goal was to basically try to make me look bad for whatever purpose and whatever reasons. At times, there are females out there like that that's just like the dude. You know, they got to start taking responsibility for themselves too. It hurts me even more because of the simple fact about that Shorty gave birth to the baby. Like, mm. I did my work. I fucked her. The, the, you know, the sperm came. Boom, I did my work. But she carried the child for nine months. So for you not to be in this child's life for six years, five years, it's, it's a problem for me. It's like, why did you even have this child? Like, why didn't you just say, you know what, done, I can't do this. I'm not ready to be a parent. I think I got to go to the chop shop and get these wheels clipped. 
then that would have been it. But people do the craziest things. I'm not sure if I straight off the topic or not. Now you and, like, y- and you guys, children for the for the record, are so beautiful. Thank <laughs> they you. Might, they might have some crazy other parents, but they're wonderful. They they despite the crazy shit, they came out really great. Yeah, our, our kids are survivors. That's why they got two survivors as parents. And on on the whole deadbeat baby mother, baby father thing, tell mm-hmm. me I'm not lying. But don't that also go back to it starts in the home. Who raised you to be this way? It's, it's, it's sad to say, but it's so true. It's like you want, like for instance, um, you want to like give your child a better life, but that's also a lot of times when you feel like you should have a better life. Like a lot of mm. people just had kids out of a fuck, you know? Yep. Like We fuck. <laughs> Not even a lot. All of my kids are out of a fuck. So, yeah. Somebody just happened to get pregnant. It wasn't like, oh, yes. You know, one child were they? they were I'm sorry. One was planned. <laughs> it, one was planned. Do that, though. A lot of people didn't say, and even if they did, a lot of people didn't already create a home or a place where, of healing and love for somebody to come into. So they're Trust learning me. that mm. as the person's there. Like a lot of people, as are the person's that. learning learning life, the kids are learning life with the parent, and it's like everybody's exactly. learning at the same time. We all in school, the, the school of life, all at the same fucking time. Absolutely, but it's like the parent's job to realize, like I am the parent, and this is exactly what's going on. Because what I hate to see is, like for instance, my father, like. Growing up, there would be certain times where he'll say, I remember like when we got a little bit older, um, he would be like, you know, like he would get kind of mad that we didn't kind of like be more, what's the word, like try to reach out to him. And I used to be like, but you're the parent. Yes. <laughs> like reach out to you. That's like my um, my daughter's father. She said, that, he said the same thing. Oh, I don't reach out to my kids. They should be reaching out to me. She's fucking two. She don't know how to use a phone. So crazy. So crazy. So it's just like you got to understand people's logic and stuff like that and the things that they're doing. And then on the lack thereof. Yeah, basically. And you got to look on top of that, that these people that's working for the a lot of these agencies, too. It's like, all right, they might see you do this, might see you do that. But look how many kids was really getting fucked up. And them niggas mm-hmm. ain't been taking out the home. Don was one of them. And we see. Yeah, definitely. I came up in a group home. No, both of y'all was one of them. Tell a little story real quick. But, you know, mm-hmm. y- y'all got time for a little story? Uh, we, yeah, got we got 15 minutes. Sure, we got 15 Okay. So, boom. I'll make it quick. All right, bet. So, boom. There we go. All right. So, you heard? Now, let me stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, but all right, so I grew up in this group home called Mercy First, right? Um, and at first, it originally started out with a couple of foster homes, 19 to be exact. So it was like about 19 foster homes that I was in. And then there was about two or three different group homes. Now, with these, this group homes uh, or these foster homes and stuff like that, it was like I've never seen my mother. I didn't see my mother until I turned like 20, 21. Um, I've never had nobody there. I got 
like abused by the system, seriously abused. Um, and it, it was just crazy. I felt hopeless, lost. I felt I ain't have anybody to turn to. I had nobody to help me. I felt like I was a piece of trash. I was thrown away. No. Yeah, we hear your whole kitchen in the background, boo. The whole kitchen, right? That cake better come out good. <laughs> but damn, wow. That's so Jay, you grew up in the system or like you was nah. you adopted young? I was I wasn't adopted when I was Dang. um about she was about fourteen or like 13 my mother got sick really sick she got cancer mm. and about four years I want to say like three or four years after that when I was like 17 she actually passed away but at like 16 I got kicked out like kicked out kicked out and I guess it was like supposed to be some lesson for me to come right back but I ain't never come back <laughs> listen you kick me and I ain't welcome I ain't going nowhere I ain't welcome and not for nothing, from the start of high school, it kind of was like I was distancing myself, distancing myself because I never, I didn't really have that much of a family that understood me. And the one person that did understood me was sick. So I went through a lot of shit in my family when it came to like my opinion and the being different, like just being, I guess, the black sheep or whatever. So I was on my own for for basically since like 16, 15, to be honest with you. I was more or less on my own. I mean, I got a lot of help from my older brother, thankfully. That's right. And and like, you know, help from different people along the way. But for the most part, yeah. I didn't even I was too young to um I mean I was too old to to be like, I was like, fuck this. I'm not gonna try and go to no foster system now. I'm like 15, 16. Yeah, anybody going to even try to take you on without having a problem with you. Exactly. And then the other people I was meeting that was kind of like orphan type. They And they were in group homes. Like, it was a lot of like the story like Don. Like, they were like, nah, you actually kind of got the right idea right now. Like, because they were being so moved around or like so abused or something. It was always something like even though I had to like make it work and figure out different ways to make it work, I still didn't go through certain things that they went through just being in the system. Yeah, that's like me. With me personally, I'm like, I didn't grow up in the system. I'm the only one who wasn't an orphan. <laughs> it's a blessing and it's a blessing and a curse at the same time, I guess. Because I'm like, I didn't really grow up in the group home, but I grew up in a group home. Like we struggled growing up. It was a lot going on. I honestly think my mom might have had a mental illness and never got seen about it. I think, I feel like it's a lot that happened with my dad. My, You know, I didn't really get to see my dad's side of the family. So I only knew my mom's side. And my mom's side kind of dysfunctional because they batshit crazy. Yeah, I got that family. So it was, oh my God. It was always going through something. And it was to the point where it literally made me feel like I was the only one in the family who didn't matter to nobody. So I went my entire childhood, I went my, baby, stop. I went my entire childhood hating myself and feeling alone. And it was up until, what, I met my best friends, or all my best friends, 
because I consider all y'all my best friends. So until I met all y'all, I ain't. That's why you see in high school and every every school y'all see me in. That's why I was always a loving, embracing one who wanted to always make sure everybody was good. That's because mm-hmm. I wasn't getting it at home myself. Nobody was checking on me to make sure I was mentally good. So I was being the person out in you know in high school, junior high school. I was being the person I needed in my life. For everybody else who I seen was like me. Absolutely. And you really, you really was that, and you really are that still. Yeah, I try. I try. I got kids now, so it's hard, but I try. But yeah. So. All right, so we're going to wrap this up, y'all. I know y'all enjoyed the conversation, but guess what? Before we go, y'all already know we got to give these updates. Okay, Kay? Okay. Jay, she already told us about her fantabulous night last night. Anything new you got upcoming? Well, honestly, I do have a March coming up. Um, $25 shoots is one look. Uh-huh. One look, eight slots. Um, you're going to get headshots, a full body, five of each. Um, you'll get your raws. And all deposits need to be in before March 15th, though. But twenty five dollars shoes. You'll get your raw. It's like you'll get your other pictures too. You get all your pictures. Yeah, I heard it. Jay said it. D, you got anything going? Um, other than the fact that I'm at it, I'm just working on new music. Uh, still working on a couple of other things that I've mentioned before. And um, I'm looking for new things to do, teaching and bettering and learning myself and uh, more of my skills that um, I'm accomplishing and, and taking on. So it's a lot of work that's in progress right now. But mainly I'm looking mainly at my music right now and uh, this podcast because this is amazing. You know, the vibe, the energy between everybody is just so dope. That's like growing up together. Yeah. Um, you know, even though this may be episode number Trizzy, but, you know, it feels like we've been doing this together for a very long time. This doesn't even feel like season one. It's more or less feel like season 10 type <laughs> shit. But, um, you know, I'm I'm just so happy that I came across a dope group of individuals such as yourselves who's not only, you know, activists, photographers, artists, but just really dope in itself, you know, all as in one. You know, forget all of the talent and levels of where everyone is at. It's just a dopeness, period. And, you know, um, I'm grateful for that. And, you know, I just want us to keep going. Oh, by the way, next week, we're going to probably talk about Flavor Flav getting kicked out of uh, Public Enemy. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Definitely. There we go. So, and, and we will have a special guest, uh, you know, this is the black show. We probably normally don't really do this or probably won't really consider this, but this young man definitely has a story that he wants to tell. And, uh, you know, being that he is a friend of mine, you know, I said that I'll give him a little couple of minutes or whatever that he can, you know, share his little story, share what's up, what he think. Uh, he sent us a message and all saying how much he enjoyed the podcast. He said that, you know, even though he is a black, a white man, you know, how he feels he can't share that through his community. But I'm like, you you never know. The same way that your likings 
uh, that you like what we are doing, somebody else could as well. So just, you know, don't be afraid to show. So whether you're Black, White, Spanish, Asian, Mexican, or Cheeto, you know, we accept your support, you know. And that, that's all I'm going to say. But it is your boy, Don Rico Siles, and I thank you guys for giving me the support and sticking by me and coming together as a team. Okay, okay, okay. Well, as for me, I have a music showcase network event I'm going to be performing at with my bro, Tom Moolah. Uh, I hope I said it right this time. T. Moolah, Tom Moolah. Man, listen, y'all going gonna, gonna to get it one day. But, of course, you know, we're going to pop out and perform. The address is 806 East Tremont Avenue in the Bronx. Of course, I live in the Bronx. Suck it up. You'll be all right. Come out, pop out, show some love, show some support. Um, then we got another event we doing on March 8th. Man. Hold on, wait. Before that, forget that. Make sure y'all check out my homie Lonnie Lyric. Love and Pain, Heartbreak 2.0 album, son. She's giving me the opportunity to perform. And her music is dope. So y'all make sure y'all look out for that. But we performing, um, second performance this week is going to be at 523 Bruckner Boulevard in the Bronx as well, of course, at the Black Falcons Motorcycle Club. It's on March 8th, 2020 from 12 to 7. You know, just come out and make sure y'all you show some support. Help us raise awareness for emotional support animals. My best friend got one, and I love her dog. And- and don't forget to go check out Stay Up is on Spotify, is on SoundCloud, it's all over yes. YouTube, it's on Facebook. Don't forget to check it out. Go download it. It's only a quick dollar ninety nine. You'll be okay. Everything's gonna be just fine. Also, don't forget, I'm gonna give my boy John a shout out. Don't forget to check out Stay Up Too is now out or it should be out coming it out. Should be out. It's coming out March eighth, baby. Coming I'm out waiting. March eighth. So stay aware and stay tuned for those. And uh, let's keep rocking and doing your thing, man. Your music is so dope. Go ahead, folks. Take it away. But yeah, shout out to my boy John. That's like that's like my big brother. But um, he he got some dope music. All his songs are dope too. So make sure y'all check him out as well. March eighth, stay up to John Bravo to Black. Listen, make sure y'all stay tuned. But we got a couple of performances coming up. Um, I will put all. Add me on Instagram at T-H-E-E-Q-U-E-E-N-P-O-E-T-R-Y. And all of my updates are there. It's too much to say. It's too much going on. Exactly. 2020 is our year. We done all struggled. We done all been through things. This is our year to come up. Facts. Facts. Either you come with me or you get left behind. That's a finesse. All right, y'all. And wrapping up the black show. That's the black show. Hey, this the black show. Hey, I'm the only one dancing. I must be the only one. No, I'm dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure y'all come back next week, 6 p.m. to check us out. Every Tuesday at 6 p.m., we will have a new episode out. And trust and believe it's just going to get crazier and crazier. Because we got a lot to say. As you notice, your girl, Queen Poetry. Your girl, Jay Bonnie Santana. Yo, yo, you got your boy, Don Rico Styles. And we are most definitely, unapologetically, The Black Show. Experiment.
sucker never play me Triple straight up like them, I bleach, it never fade me They say he crazy, New York raised him in the 80s Killer catch administration, gangster renovation Born out isolation, Asian ill communication Asian Marble, fiber acting, pestilential Microscopic soul, sonic remedy Clinic right in the street, operator in the dark Surgery a wounded heart, come together Pill apart, pill apart, come together Smoking on something good, praying for something better From out of better, never rocking for forever Ever, 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 forever, ever, ever It's still a secret even when you tell them dumb dummies Hush money, rent receipt, drug money Dick cold blooded, warm gun money The chief rock up, you'll inject the Zulu horse Papa love boogie, bay, 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 bay,